This is About to Drop, a podcast where I interview independent artists about music that they're about to release. In each episode, I'll have a conversation with a new artist to talk about where they came from, how they got started in music, and most importantly, what they're going to be releasing next. We'll cover all sorts of topics, including the writing process, recording, producing, and even things like marketing, branding, and promotion. So thanks for tuning in, and let's get started with the episode. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of About to Drop. Uh, in today's episode, we have an artist that has been with us uh, before. I think the last time we spoke was like a year ago, uh, but today oh, wow, we're joined yeah. again with uh, Soph. How are you doing today? Hey, good. How are you? Good, good. Uh, just busy working over here. Uh, what are you working on today? Today? Oh, good question. Um, today, I just have a lot of work, actually, just like outside work. I've got, um, I teach like vocal lessons on the side, so I've got like six students today. And then um, tonight, I have a call with a music video director. Nice. Um, my manager, my music video, my, not my music video director, I unfortunately, but maybe one day. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but I have a call with her and uh, him, and I'm um, excited to like get some things rolling on some upcoming projects. So yeah. Nice. Well, we can definitely touch on all that stuff. Um, so yeah, why don't you kind of fill us in with what you've been working on since the last time we spoke? I, I think like COVID was just starting. Yes. Yeah, it had just started. I think I was still working at my old job, or I had like been recently laid off. So we were talking about that a little bit, I know, because you asked me about California and moving mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Um, yeah, it's crazy how much happens in a year. Like, it doesn't feel like a year has passed, but also, oh my God, everything that happened just in such a short amount of time. Um, so what, yeah, last time we talked, I was like, I want to move to California. I'm still in New Jersey. <laughs> so that didn't happen. That's okay. Um, and we were talking about like, Oh, we were talking about Bloom. I was working on Bloom, but I don't know if I even like said the name of the song or do you remember if we talked about it in detail? I I don't remember, but I think we we may have. I think we like talked about I was going to be releasing a single, but I don't know if I ever like specified the whole deal with it. Well, either way, um, I released a single last year after we chatted, and then um, I've just been honestly working on this same EP um, for almost three years. Like, it's actually crazy because it's just, it's gone through so many hands at this point, and there's so much time that has passed and so much that has happened that, like, there were some songs that I wrote in um, 2019, like early 2019, that I was like, these are going to be the EP songs. And then I went back and re-listened, and I was like, no, maybe not. Like, maybe we'll replace this song with something else. And it was just a lot of writing and a lot of self-reflecting. Um, and so now I, I have finally my EP um, uh, like lineup, my track list. Um, so I'm really excited about that. So that's kind of just been consuming everything that I do. <laughs> it's just the EP and um, I've got an I've got some music coming out that I'm really excited about um, before that. So it's just been a lot of that. So what uh, what kept the EP from being like pushed back? Were you just unhappy with the music or were you writing new stuff or were you kind of like pivoting on what you know you wanted the uh, the whole thing to be about? Like what, what were some of the things that kept it from uh, coming out? That is a long um, time for an EP. <laughs> yeah, it's a long time. Um, well, honestly, I think it was kind of just a series of unfortunate events 
and then a lot of like pivoting. But um, originally, I didn't have. So this is like August or September of 2018. Um, I wanted to release music really bad and I was like trying to figure out what I was going to do and then I got reached out to by a producer who wanted to work with me and I was like cool this sounds great we can co-write you know we started working on um, Inertia and a bunch of other songs together we had I think four or five songs that we were demoing out and like in the process of writing and it was me him and another friend who was like a collaborator he was a co-writer and we were at it for about a year um, we, I would come in like one one to two times a week and we would just sit and we would write and we would um, demo out you know some ideas and get back to it and listen a whole bunch and this was from like I think we started officially working together in like October of 2019 and then around September slash October of um, 20 Wait, no, 2018, sorry. Mm -hmm. uh, October, or yeah, October, November 2018, and then 2019, um, it was like September, October, and we hadn't like finished anything. Like we had a ton of demos, and they were very unfinished. There were a lot of ideas constantly being passed around, and everybody's schedules kind of got really, really hectic, and um, it started like being from like one to two times a week to like twice a month maybe like some months I wouldn't come in at all and we would try to schedule everything and like just nobody's schedules would ever line up correctly um, and around that time I was like thinking about switching jobs I was gonna be working in the city come the new year so like there was just a lot of talk about that and how we were gonna make that work with a new schedule like at the point at that point I was coming in on weekdays and now suddenly my weekdays were completely unavailable or going to be so we tried to work that out for a while and then um, I actually ended up with inertia we had sat on it for a year and we just like couldn't get anywhere with it like it was stuck in this really weird demo phase and we like didn't really love it and I felt like there was some some things that we could change around about it so um, my boyfriend Tyler is a producer and he was like I've heard this song so many times I have some ideas like can I try it and see if I can like add some things that might elevate it and I was like sure and we sat in on a few sessions starting in like September October and finished it um, and it sounded like really great like it started it came out and I really really liked it and was like this is what I was imagining in my head um, and then I released it November 1st and I was like cool you know we're gonna keep working like you know maybe we can make some studio days work and then like other times I'll go over Tyler's or like we were trying to figure it out um, and basically like the producer guy that I had been working with, still a good friend of mine, like no ill will or anything. He's great, super talented, um, but he was just like, my schedule's crazy. This, you know, year coming up is going to be really wild. I don't know if I want to like keep telling you we're going to have sessions and then, you know, it doesn't work out and I just don't want to leave you hanging like this. So, you know, I think maybe we should just like, like give it a break and maybe try for the future. I know you have songs you want to get out. So if there's anybody else you want to work with in the interim, you know, maybe we could do something like that. So I was like, all right, you know, whatever. Um, I was like, great, me and Tyler are going to gear up. We're going to work on this. It's going to be a whole thing. And then uh, 2020 started, and the first three months I was working in the city, and then COVID happened, <laughs> and then everything just, like, fell apart completely. So I was like, great. Um, that was when I started writing Bloom, and at that time I had, like, I don't even know, like so, just a, a ridiculous number of songs that I had written in the last 
you know, two years almost at that point. And, uh, and I just, like, didn't know which ones I wanted to go with, and I wasn't able to see Tyler for, like, I don't even know how many months. I think, like, four months we went without, like, seeing each other because, you know, everybody wanted to be safe, and nobody knew what was going on, and I was, like, stuck at home with my family. So uh, we were, like, we finally got together to hang out, and, like, of course, you know, you don't see your boyfriend in person for your significant other in person for four months. You're, like, I don't want to work on music. I want to hang out. Yeah. So that, you know, that gets delayed, and then it was just, like, a lot of, like, great, now there's a pandemic, but it's okay, we'll work around it, and then, like, we'd work around it and be like, well, I can't go in to record. So we had, like, the whole song done, and we didn't have vocals for it, so I was like, okay, like, fuck it, I'm just going to buy a mic. So I bought um, a mic and, like, an interface and did a whole setup and was like, okay, now I have no excuse. Um, release Bloom, and then immediately started working on the rest of the stuff. And it just as I was writing and having more ideas, I realized that you know there were songs that I liked more than others, and maybe some that I had put away that I wanted to try coming back to. Um, and it just yeah, it just kind of completely morphed itself and became a new thing. And I'm really happy with where it's at. And then <laughs> um, me and Tyler were working together for a while, and I got reached out to by. Um, one of my mutual friends' friends, um, who his name is Russell. He is a fantastically talented producer. Um, he was like, do you want to collaborate together on something? Um, I came in, and we wrote a song in the first session of, like, meeting each other and getting to know each other. This was in, this was, like, a month ago. And uh, we ju he just sends me stuff every day, and he's like, what do you think about this? And uh, we just keep writing stuff, and he's been working collaboratively as well. So I've got um, just a ton of stuff that we've been working on and doing, new stuff that feels like it's taken a lot of the experiences I've had over the past few years and really combined them into one um, sonically vibrant but also, like, intricate and like eclectic mix of of songs. I'm really excited for everybody to hear. Yeah, I heard uh, Bloom. I listened to it a few times before we like jumped on a call a few weeks ago. It's really cool. The production's cool. Thank you. Like it's got a really um, yeah, like eclectic kind of vibe to it. Thank you so much. All I the, love that one. All I, like the I, vocal arrangements are really cool too. Thank you. That means <laughs> the world. That's my favorite part. Like. For me, like, I'm trying to get into production myself and, like, you know, be able to send over at least a good demo. So I'm kind of at that point right now where I can, like, make a demo. But mm -hmm. I'd like to be able to, like, actually do what you do and make some really cool stuff happen. So I've been working at that. And something I found that I have the most fun with is vocal arrangement. And uh, Bloom was, like, a whole project. I was, like, you know, I, I, I sat in on, like, so many sessions by myself, obviously, and it's so convenient when you can just, like, hit stop and, you know, keep recording or whatever. You don't have to be like, mm, uh, hi, like, I'd like to try a new take. So that's a really convenient thing, but also, like, I'm so harsh on myself, and I'll get a take, and it, like, sounds fine. And, like, to anybody else in the room, they'd be like, that was perfect, but I'm like, no, I hated it. I didn't like the way that I breathed, <laughs> and then I'll have to, like, do it again. So it takes, like, forever, but it's also, like, really rewarding. I think that's a lot of singers. Like yeah. Sometimes we'd be like, you know, I don't like the way I said I or something, yep. you know, it's stuff like that, which which I, mm -hmm. I get, you know, because it all has to sound right, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, uh, for my own selfish uh, knowledge, what kind of stuff are you listening for and thinking when you're 
like building out a vocal arrangement? Um, so lyrics, like if I have a lyric that is um, trying to like, if I have something that's trying to stand out, um, I love to elevate it with harmonies or backing vocals or even ooze, just like having anything to really make the listener understand like this is an important line, um, which is why I think that it can get really easy to like make that the whole song and like add a harmony to absolutely everything. Um, but I think that like your starting point should be what lines stand out and then anything else like I like to build up a song as it goes. Like in my mind, there's kind of a structure where you start off the song, even if it's like, even if the whole song is ramped up from the entire time, you still have some sort of build that happens throughout the song, maybe like a change in a drum part or an extra instrument added. Like there's always some way to build and make it a little more di dynamic. So for me, that's like harmonies are like the perfect way to do that. Like if you start out a song and you already have every harmony in the world stacked on top of each other, like it's incredibly boring <laughs> and I feel like you don't get any of that any of the dynamics that you could get if you just like waited a little bit so um, I think that that is really cool but I it just kind of depends on yeah lyrics um, what you want to bring out I think that's probably the main one but um, also like if you have like a chorus part I feel like no matter what you should always have some backgrounds in the chorus mm -hmm. I feel like that's just like my rule of thumb um, Unless that's like a ballad, but even then, like, give me something. hundred percent. I mean, I think that's a great point because um, it's just not how I thought about it. But like, having the lyrics kind of guide where the additional background vocals go. Because yeah, I've, I've always like, come from it from like a like almost like an instrumentation kind of way. It's like where mm -hmm. can we add more counter melodies or, or things like that. But I won't even think totally. about what the lyric is. Uh, but that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I think that's a good way to do it, too. I think that sometimes, like, if you don't really have anything valuable, or not valuable, but, like, anything astonishing to say that needs to be highlighted in some sort of way, like, the musicality of it does come in, where you're like, I feel like I hear a little extra thing, and maybe, like, a harmony would add to that. Um, but for me, I I always write my songs so lyric-driven, so when I'm doing my arrangements, my first thought is, like, what should I highlight? Or, like, if I have, like, a part where I'm saying something, like, does it make sense for me to repeat it and have it, you know, repeated as like a call and answer type of thing? Or should this one word be highlighted? Like, I kind of like to think about it from that perspective and then move outward. So first, if I've gotten all of the lyrics that I wanted covered, then I would kind of go your route and be like, all right, you know, musically, like, what am I hearing to fill the space here that feels like it's weirdly empty? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, That that's more or less of where I'm where I kind of start from. It's like, where where are the spaces? Where can I fill them with something? Where can we add some like interesting ear candy or, or like counter melodies or something? Um, but I'm definitely gonna try that too. Like, what are the lyrics doing? What do we want to accentuate? You know, what's the song about? Yeah, yeah. And like sometimes like, um, I, I'm like really like, <laughs> I don't know if this is a word, but like goofily proud of like my um, arrangement for Inertia because the idea of the song is that I'm talking to myself and so there's like there's kind of almost two voices that are happening at any given moment like I have almost all of the vocals doubled I have a few like single ad-libs but like the verses and the choruses are doubled and I did that on purpose because I really like the idea of having almost you know two distinct parts of yourself that are constantly at war with one another um, 
but it's like it's such a subtle thing that like if you were listening you would probably just be like cool like lots of <laughs> lots of vocals like awesome but in my head I was like this is this means this and no, you know smart. I don't think anybody listening is like Whoa! but you know I feel good about it so whatever <laughs> um did did you perform them differently or is it just like a straight up double like is one song No it's a just a double yeah. like if you listen I mean I think it, I tried to not be super egregious where it sounds like unprofessional but like yeah there's a few especially like in the beginning intro like I'm singing kind of sweetly like give a little get nothing back and then you go into the verse and it's like can't ever be yourself <laughs> like I definitely adjusted my tone a little bit mm -hmm. to be a little more dark so um, I think that kind of separates the sections a little bit too but yeah I just really liked the idea of like having so many voices because it's like you know the representative too of the voices in your head that are constantly you know telling you like ah oh, you should give up or you know try something else or whatever mm -hmm. um, so I really kind of wanted that to be illustrated with the vocal arrangement yeah I, I like that it's you know you're you're taking what the, the the lyric concept and like turning it into like an experience almost you know, just, yeah. you know, I don't know how to explain it. It is really cool. I, I'm going to be listening to lyric more when I'm thinking vocal arrangement. That's yeah, <laughs> totally. Let me know what you think. It's I, I just love it's funny, too, though, because when I um, write music, like lyrics are the most important thing. Like I'll sit on my phone for like an hour just being like, that's not the right word. It shouldn't be the word about. It should be something else, but with the same amount of syllables and I'll like on rhyme zone. Like mm -hmm. <laughs> so and, and like everyone's like, this is fine. The lyric is fine. I'm like, no, 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 no. I have something specific. But when I'm listening to music, I don't hear any of the lyrics. <laughs> like when I'm listening to a new song, my first thought isn't like what's being said. It's mm -hmm. just like this is catchy. I like the the beat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's weird. I always like care more about that when it comes to my own stuff, but when I'm listening, I never listen for it. When you're when you're writing lyrics, um because I, I don't know if I've mentioned like I'm like I've been practicing songwriting just as like my own independent study, you know? Mm -hmm. I love that. <laughs> um, like when, like what are, you, what are you listening for? Like when something is like, when you think you have the wrong lyric, what about it is wrong? Or like what makes you know when you have the right lyric? Is it the way there's it sounds or? Yeah, there's a few things. Um, for one, does it make sense? Like I hate nothing more than when you're listening to a song and like I don't mind like changing around certain words or like using ya instead of you or you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like that stuff I don't mind. Um, it's like when you say something like in uh, I love Ariana Grande, but she says like something like that's the way I are in like I forget what song it is. Uh, break um, Free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I, I have a story about that, and I heard okay. it from somewhere else. Apparently, so like Max Martin and like the Swedes, like whatever, whoever else was on it, were wrote that song. I think Ilya. Yeah. Right? Or no, I think uh, I think Zed wrote that one, or was the producer oh. in that one. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, yes, because it was featuring. It was featuring yeah. Zed. That's right. And apparently, like that line, like they liked the way like it sounded in the ear even though it wasn't like grammatically correct. So they left I it. Couldn't, I couldn't do it. I would change the line. I, yeah, it, no, like, it, it wouldn't sound, even it be the word. Me, but... If it was like the way that the way that I am and they were like, I hate the word am, I'd be like, we're writing a different line. Mm -hmm. Like I, there, I hate it. It's such a pet peeve. But mm -hmm. like I love her. I stand yeah, her. Yeah. Like I would die for her. I love her. Um, 
but that song drives me nuts. Like I can't. <laughs> um, just that lyric. But mm-hmm. um, so it's that. It's it's if it makes sense, and then if it flows. That's like the most important one. And I feel like when you hear clunky writing, like sometimes it's hard to figure out. Like I I'm hearing the song and I'm hearing this lyric, and there's something about it that feels wrong. Like the lyric itself might be really beautiful, like poetic or whatever, but something about it sounds like wrong or clunky and it's always the flow like I'm always listening for if something flows into something else and I'll always try to like avoid using consonants next to consonants like like if I was to sing the word consonants next or sing the line consonants next to consonants like horrible right Mm -hmm. it's just a lot of so I always try to like be really careful about what words I'm putting together um, like I'll notice, um, I'll hear songwriters do this all the time where they need to add a word in, so they'll add just to fill space because there's like an extra syllable missing. So they'll either like change around the flow of that verse and it kind of sounds off, or they'll add in the word just. <laughs> and it always sounds clunky. Mm, yeah, always, yeah. like every time. So for me, I always try to just avoid going the just route and just re-navigating the actual flow of that verse. Like, if it's even just a line, maybe I'll pick a different line. So I always write like, um, I'll always write like four versions of a rhyme scheme that might match the first line. Like, if I'm saying like, I went to the mall, the second line I'd be like, then I went to play ball, and then I'd write another one that was like, I wish I had it all, or something. And I'd just like do four of those and try which one sounds the best and which one sounds the least clunky, and then that's kind of my go-to approach. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I know what you mean about the clunky thing, and sometimes it's like you have to get like the because I, I I try and keep keep them like very like even. Like some mm-hmm. some folks will like their their melodies will kind of like each line will be like a different syllable count, or like the melody might be a little bit different. I try and keep it like really even, mm-hmm. um, and like you know purposeful on where I change things, and you know yes. Um, so yeah, like. I, I don't know if it's just like if you're using if like the line before in one spot you have like a two syllable word and then in mm-hmm. the next line you have two one syllable words like it it might feel like clunky do you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah I know what you're saying and if it doesn't match especially like what's happening musically and it just feels like it's off in yeah. some way like I like when things are off but purposefully off but mm-hmm. if it's just off because it felt like it wasn't fully written or like yeah. double checked that's when I'm like. Mm, we need to work on it. Right. Or when they're trying to like cram too much in. Yes. That's a big one. Yeah. I I find that with myself. I really get wordy and I always have to like stop myself and be like, it's okay. You can say less. Like (laughs) they got the idea. (laughs) Um, Uh, So that's, yeah. Do you tend to start with a melody first or do you start with lyrics and then build around it? Always melody first. Always melody first. And it makes writing lyrics so much easier for me because I'll hear like a, you know, na 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 or whatever, mm-hmm. and then I'll be like, "What can I fit into there?" Hey, how are you doing? I don't know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, but like, I'll try to figure out what it is that I'm singing about based off of the melody. Like, what am I feeling? What do I want to sing about? Sometimes I'll just like have random words that come to me with the melody, um, like na 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 na. Oh yeah, I've never been or something. Yeah. And then I'll be like, "Oh, I've never been." Like, what have I never been? And then mm-hmm. take it from there. Um, that happens a lot, but that's usually where all of my songs start. Um, and I have like 300 voice memos, like in the last like month alone. I'm oh, <laughs> just God. like, like crazy stuff though. Like it's never like a fully fledged song. It's always like me in the shower, driving somewhere, 
or in the middle of the night I've been woken up by a dream I had at like three in the morning and I grab my phone and you just hear <laughs> and I'm like what was I thinking like am I good so I have a lot of those that's a lot of songs I, I've been trying to do one song a week but like finishing it you know so I'll like oh spend, wow I'll, I'll, I have like I have like my writing hour every morning where like I just before I like really get started with anything else I'll just write for an hour that's wise um uh, just because I know that if I don't, then it's not going to happen, you know? Do you find that scheduling it makes it less creative, or is it more creative because you feel like you've given, you've allotted yourself the time for it? Um, both. Sometimes sometimes it just, like, comes right out, and I'm like, oh, shit, mm -hmm. like, I'm a genius. You know, like, 20 <laughs> minutes, I got a whole song, great. Uh, and then sometimes it's like, I don't know if it's just, like, the headspace I'm in, or, you know, because, like, every morning, like, you're going to feel a different way or every day you're going to feel a different way. You know, like some days you're more stressed, some days you're more relaxed, you know, some days you have other stuff going on. Um, so I've noticed that every time I sit down, it, it feels a little different. I would say more often than not, it, I don't feel creative. Okay. But, uh, but part of what I'm also trying to develop is just like the craft of songwriting, right? So like when you're not inspired, right. how do you still, you know, deliver and write something good, even if you're not feeling it? Yeah. Um, which is, you know, I, I which is something I have to do for producing also. Cause if I have like a deadline for something, if I'm not feeling it necessarily, like I still have to come up with something. Right. So I have to be able to deliver, even if I'm not inspired at that, at that particular moment. Yeah. And I, I think too, that like there is a way to do that because you have obviously songwriters, that's a profession it's people, you know, they do that for a living. Um, I think that there is a way to, be able to write something from almost like a formula. I think there is kind of a formula that, and people always talk about it, like, what's the pop formula? Mm -hmm. It's like, I mean, it's like a variety of things. There's a few formulas, but they yeah. all pretty much revolve around the same structure. So if you can figure out how to work in that structure, I think that is like, you can get a song out, like, always consistently, you can always deliver. But I also find that, like, the things that you'll always like the most are going to be things that you didn't mm -hmm. write using that structure. It's like, sure. you know, a random day where you just got inspired and then you're like, oh, I, I love this. And it becomes your favorite, even if it's like a little unconventional or something. Mm -hmm. So for sure. Um, yeah. yeah. I think, I think part of that might be just because like your own personal connotation with the song is like just easy and like you're artistic and creative and it just came out and it wasn't like this eight lines that you grinded a week over, you know what I mean? So you're like, oh, yeah. fuck, I hate that song, I, you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. And I've definitely written stuff, too, that I had to do for, like, you know, maybe I was, like, I'm going to write one song, like, like what you're doing, like, the one song a week. I'd like to do that, actually. That's kind of, like, a goal I'd like to set for myself. Um, but, you know, like, giving yourself a min uh, some time in the day to sit down and write, and, like, I'll write something, and I'm, like, it's pretty good, but, like, I just always find that my creativity comes from when I'm allowing myself to like chill out and be silent and not have something playing all the time. And I think that setting in some time in the, in the morning to write is like such a good way to do that because now you're kind of forcing yourself to be silent. Um, but like for me, <laughs> I get so distracted with my phone and like with everything that's going on around me. Yeah, I turn the that, phone off. And, <laughs> and like, such bad ADD, like such yeah. bad ADD. So I'll start something and then I'll get immediately distracted. <laughs> like I'm in the middle of like writing a song and then like I'll get a Twitter notification or like my cat will start scratching on the door like to mm -hmm. let me in or to let him into the room. 
And then I'm like, I let him in, and then I'm like, what was I just doing? Ah, yes, I should text my friend back. And it's just yeah. like, it's too much. So it, I think it would be really, really good to set aside some time in the morning like you do and just have that be a writing hour or mm -hmm. writing hours. Um, but, yeah, it definitely, it definitely is tough for me to, like, do that more often. Yeah, I, I mean, for for me too, like it's it's tough to get in that zone. Like like I mentioned, most of the times I, f I don't feel creative. Sometimes it just mm -hmm. like comes out, which is great. Yeah. Um, but most of the times when I'm writing, I don't really feel creative. And even when I'm like producing, um, which is it's not necessarily songwriting, but you know, it's you are creating something. You know, and you, but like I found that it takes like three hours of me like kind of bashing my head against the wall before I'm like, okay, this is good. And like, I get in that, in that like zone where I'm just like in a flow state. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think like getting through that initial, I guess like the, the slow start, uh, is pretty common. Yeah. Cause I do the definitely. same thing. I'll be like, oh, let's, let's see what's on Instagram or like, oh, I email went off, you know? Yeah. I think it starts to also feel like it's this like task like it's like a priority in your day and like, oh, I got to cross this off of my to-do list. And in a way, I'm like incredibly neurotic because I love that. Like no, I love mm -hmm. nothing more than a to-do list and like just like, oh, yeah, like I have, let me, I have let me organize. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but also I get resentful of myself because I'm like, like why can't I just enjoy mm -hmm. <laughs> making music? Why does it have to be a thing? So I like will punish myself and be like, well, you know, I could do this later. Like I'll just be on my phone and I'll like self-sabotage and then I'll look back, you know, later and be like, oh, I could have spent those three hours like writing something or like recording something or anything. Mm -hmm. And instead I like tweeted that I, <laughs> I, I had a tweet that blew up yesterday or t a couple days ago and I was like, man, like, why can't my music blow up like this? It was like the <laughs> stupidest tweet. It's like, oh, uh, have you seen that that Twitter trend that's like uh, getting vaccinated does not mean, and then blank, and you fill it in. Oh, I'm not on Twitter. You're not on Twitter? No. Nah. Oh, it's a meme format that people have been using, and then you'll fill in the blank. Okay. So I, I, I see wrote, the Twitter memes in Instagram, like when they repost them in Instagram. Yeah. So I wrote... Uh, being vaccinated does not mean I'm coming out of my cage and I've been doing just fine. And it got like 42 <laughs> likes or something like that. And like nobody follows me on Twitter. So uh -huh. I was like, wow, like <laughs> check out Bloom. <laughs> like, <laughs> new music soon. <laughs> but That's yeah. Funny. Um, I was going to just say something I forgot. You know, I, I did want to talk a little bit about since so much has like changed over the past year. So now you're doing music full-time I am right? yeah which is yourself. so funny because the last time we talked I was like I would never and then <laughs> here I am <laughs> um so what I feel like a, a lot of folks like they do music part-time or they have other jobs and they're hesitant to kind of take the plunge because they don't know what it would really look like um but also for everyone it's a little bit different can you talk a little bit about how you have been able to navigate that doing it full-time and what that looks like yeah. for yeah Absolutely. Um, so when we talked before, I think I was mentioning how like I was only playing shows for the most part. Like that was kind of what I was doing. And then um, I was a voice teacher uh, part time at like a music school. And um, I was just like at that point, I think I hadn't like learned really how to do any of my own production stuff. And I also hadn't um, I'd been working with that other producer. Um, the one that I first kind of started out this project 
pro series of projects with. Um, and, you know, I was going in every week and I just felt like there were these two separate parts of me that existed where there was like, you know, occupation soap and like, you know, soap that plays shows and, you know, does gigs and, and sings, you know, does vocal lessons and then there's like cool at night soap where, you know, I go out and I play a show and like, you know, voice teacher by day, singer by night kind of thing. Um, and I felt like you do music so much all day that by the time it gets to like actually doing your own stuff, you feel winded and it's like, I don't know, it just feels like a lot, I guess. Um, so anyway, this last year, um, I was working at a label, and I think it kind of just takes you, I think it just kind of took me at least, working somewhere else full-time and getting the experience of like, look, this is what you want, you don't want to, like, you still want to be around music, because obviously I love music so much, but like, it's not in a way that's like impeding on your own creativity, and what ended up being so funny about it is that it impeded my creativity more than anything I've ever done in my life. <laughs> and, um, like, I, I, it was a great opportunity, and I met some really amazing people. But also, um, you know, I, I was waking up every day at, like, 6 in the morning, and I was going into work to New York and commuting and sitting on the train for, you know, an hour and a half and then getting to the getting to the city, walking the the, the uh, building and I would come inside and I would already be so tired everybody's like complaining about the weekend and you know oh I can't believe it's Monday and then you know you do your projects the whole day and then you think you're gonna leave and then your boss calls you in and she's like I have uh, another thing I need you to do can you stay overtime and then every day turns into overtime and um, the last day I actually worked there I went I came back at like two or three in the morning wow. um, on a Thursday and this was March, I think, 12th, like March 11th or March 12th. And, uh, and I came back, and I was like, oh, I'm dead. <laughs> I've never been so tired in my life, and I have to wake up in four hours. Like, great. Um, and the next morning I woke up, and I was like, you know what? Like, there was all this talk about COVID, and, you know, at, at the office I had been sick twice. Like, I, I was so run down and so stressed. I wasn't getting any sleep. I was constantly thinking about, like, all these projects I had to do for work that, like, I thought were going to be separate when I got home, but I was still getting emails through, like, four in the morning about, you know, releases and things that we had to do. Um, and I'd walk into work the next morning so tired and we'd have like, you know, 50 unread emails. And it's like, can you go through all of these and respond to everybody and update the calendar and update the spreadsheet and do da 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 And it's just so much that's like very boring kind of clerical work almost where it's like, all right, like I thought I was going to be able to do some more creative stuff, but it turns out I'm just like constantly filling out spreadsheets and sitting in on meetings that go like way too long and like you learn a lot but you're also just so tired and um, I decided not to go in that Friday I, I called out sick and then everybody ended up leaving the office early because uh, the city had closed down for COVID so I was like wow that's crazy <laughs> I can't believe like this is happening and I had been complaining to, like everybody around me that I was so tired and like I didn't want to work this job anymore but like it was such a great opportunity like I didn't know how I would be able to leave at least now like without having obviously animosity because they hired me under the impression that like I'd be staying there for a while so for me to leave this like very prestigious position would be like awful and it would reflect really badly on me um, and then I got 
laid off from the pandemic. And I was like, a clean break. So, <laughs> so I, I, I finally um, got to like not do anything for a few months. And in the few months that I was doing absolutely nothing, I like got back into shape and was like working out and you know I was like growing my hair out because I had cut it really short when we last talked it was like in a little pixie cut mm -hmm. um, and I was like you know I, I felt like I was growing into myself and then you know I was um, it was like a few months in and I wasn't getting any money um, I didn't get the stimulus check um, I did recently like the latest one but the first one I didn't and I was like, uh, well, you know, I'm not making any money. Like, I should probably figure out something. Like, what can I do remotely from home? I'm not going to apply to jobs, you know, and go somewhere physically. And it's not like I can find a job right now anyway. Um, so I started taking vocal students again um, virtually. And soon my clientele list built up so much, but I had the privilege of, like, being able to work from home so I could do all of my stuff that I needed to and then, you know, reserve a couple of hours to students and then have the entire rest of the day to work and be productive and creative and just come up with stuff. So um, it kind of gave me, like, inspiration again because I felt like I wasn't being lazy all day and doing nothing. Um, and I had permission to do that. Like, I, you know, it was the pandemic. I know a lot of people took that time to, like, reflect and just relax and have some time off that was so needed for so many people um, and at first I did I took a few months and then I was like you know what like I would like to have money <laughs> and uh, I would like to feel productive in some way and feel like I've accomplished something throughout the day and then um, it the weather got nicer and I started booking shows and I started making money that way and I got that gratification of like people came to watch me perform um, and they enjoyed what they heard even if it was like a cover show but also like I'm getting paid and people are, are were extremely generous uh, last summer when the pandemic was raging because they were like wow like you know good for you for like coming out here and entertaining the masses in such a trying time and I was like yeah thanks so much like <laughs> like counting like thank you yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like it was great like I had a job again and I got to sing and I think that initial feeling of like you know I need I can't do music for work and for you know pleasure because then it'll just it'll make it always exhausting like it felt like I made that choice this time in a weird way mm -hmm. like before it was like this is something you should do because everyone says like you know it's a good idea for you and like now that I was saying I was choosing to make money like that and to be able to you know, do music even if it was just in that capacity, like, it made me feel like I was still using the one thing I feel like I'm really good at and being able to make money from it and also make my own music and hopefully people like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was just kind of a mindset, mindset shift. Mm -hmm. um, and, like, there are definitely days where I feel less creative and I don't get as much done, but I'm trying to be a little bit more nice to myself and like not immediately get so angry at myself for you know if I didn't spend the day writing that song or recording those vocals I needed to um, but I also started taking on client work so that was cool like that kinda gave me the opportunity to work more in production so you know like editing vocals adding backgrounds you know doing a whole bunch of stuff with vocal production um, that kinda gave me that opportunity to learn how to navigate Logic and Ableton and um, just feel more confident in that area of things and you know that obviously translates over to my own music and my own recording so it was just kind of a net positive.
That's really cool. You know, it's not too similar from like my whole, how I got into doing music full time. Like I had a quote, real job, like working in finance. <laughs> real job. Um, and, <laughs> and, um, it was like at the, like the, the whole like housing bubble burst, like a decade ago. Yeah. Um, and I was like, you know, this is a good time. I have like a bunch of money saved up. Like I'm miserable at my job. And I was like, I'm just going to make a living doing music. I don't know what that means yet, but Similar to you, I was taking on students. Um, I was playing shows. Um, at the time, I was trying to like be performing, like in a band, like that was that was the goal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I tried like a whole bunch of different things, and then kind of pared away the things that didn't I didn't like. Um, stuck to the ones that I did, or the ones that mm-hmm. were you know doing the best at the time, which was lessons for a long time. Um, but it allowed me to like figure out what I exactly wanted to be doing, and like yeah. And, and gave me the opportunity to like try a bunch of things so like I could have a better, you know, understanding of what I do like doing, what I don't like doing, and then I can double down on the things I do like. Right, exactly. And also working from home like kind of makes everything a thousand times easier. Like not having a commute to an office or anything that you have to worry about on a weekly, daily basis, like it's so freeing. So even when you are working on things, you have the opportunity to take a break at any point. Like there's no, there's no time commitment unless you set one for yourself, I guess. But there's no like, you know, from nine to five today, I will be at work. It's like, nah, I don't feel like it today. I'll do it at night. Like, you know, that's, it's cool that you have that option now being self-employed and, you know, being in charge. I mean, it does, it does make it tough when like something comes up and you're like, you know, for whatever, like I'm sure the pandemic, like, that was a, a tough thing to navigate initially. Like, I know for a lot of producers, like a lot of the clients that they had, like that were coming in, especially to record. Like, now you had to switch it up and do things remotely. So, you know, that that's the only downside, I guess. But you always find a way. You always figure it out. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, I mean, for me, most of my clients are remote anyway. They're, they're oh, all even better. Yeah. Um. So it wasn't too much of a shift. Uh, but even when I did have people come in, you know, they would wear masks if they felt like it. We were always right. socially distancing. So, like, we were, like, we were, like, really safe about it. So, we're, like, all right, if you've been good about it, like, we've been good about it. So, we can we can work. Um, <laughs> we have yeah. this trust. Yeah. yeah. Did, did you get vaccinated? We just set our appointments to get vaccinated on Friday. Yay! Congratulations. You. Did you get yours? Are you excited? I did. I got both uh, doses. I'm oh, nice. done. Yeah, I am fully, fully there. Now I want to breathe on everybody. <laughs> Just cough on people on the subway. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm vaccinated. <laughs> Come hug me. Um, so what is, now that you're doing music full time um, and you have your EP set to come out, when, uh, like, what's the rollout going to look like? Do you have singles coming out before it or are you going to drop it all at once? Yes. And so as we, are, as we are recording this, it is 420. Wow. Happy holidays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just realized. Um, cool. So uh, as we're recording this, I have um, some things that I haven't announced yet, but I, by the time this comes out, they will have been announced and already released. Um, so back in 2012, I recorded um, – well, I actually posted. I recorded in like 2011. Um, this cover of Criminal by Britney Spears on YouTube. Um, and it has uh, like almost 1.2 million views, like – it's like very like randomly went viral a few years ago. Um, when I first posted it, it only got like a few thousand, and then somebody made like a, a Harley Quinn and Joker like montage thing, 
uh, with my song in the background, and it blew up. And there's this one version of it. it it's my song, like my cover at least. Um, but the audio is reposted, and it the TikTok shound, sound has been shared like 200,000 times. And there's this video from Turkey uh, with the like Harley Quinn and Joker montage with 15 million views, um, and several other reposts that have like several million views. Like it's crazy. Um, and I keep finding it. Like people find my page, and they're like, "I found you from your criminal cover." Like we love you from Turkey, and I'm like, Turkey? Like what? <laughs> What do you mean? So I have a lot of that. There's like people from Russia, like people from Turkey. Um, my analytics on my Spotify are like, you know, I'll have like uh, m most people from the U.S. and then like randomly like 30% of your listeners are from Turkey. And I'm like, Turkey? Like mm -hmm. what? This is crazy. So I've had comments um, on this video like asking me forever to like put it on Spotify and I didn't know how to with like the licensing thing like I thought I would have to buy a license um, and I thought like you know I'd have to contact the publisher directly like I didn't know any of that stuff and then um, I recently did all of my research with you know Harry Fox and um, sync licensing and kind of how I can get permission to post it um, and after all the research I found out that it's uh, you can just put it up on Spotify and other streaming platforms most other streaming platforms like Deezer and like um, you technically uh, or Apple Music, um, but not iTunes um, for free. Like I don't have to buy a license for it because of the Music Modernization Act that was recently passed. So, so does I can it, just does it like know it's a Britney Spears song? You just it, indicate that it's a cover when you yeah. upload it to your distributor, and then they take care of the rest. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, and I just to make sure, I was like, wait, like there's no way. Like I've always been told you have to purchase a license. Um, and I reached out to my distributor directly and was like, can you just tell me what the deal is? Like, do I need a license or not? And they were like, no, just release it. So I was like, great, cool, <laughs> I have permission. So that is coming out on Spotify um, and Deezer and TikTok, but mostly Spotify. That's where I've been requested the most. Like, please put it on Spotify um, on April 30th. So people will be able to hear that. Um, and I'm hoping that it'll bring people kind of to my page because I have a lot of like stragglers out there that hear the song and I see comments on it that are like, you know, I love this song. Like, who is this girl? And I'm like, it's me. So <laughs> I, I want people to find me and like mm -hmm. check out my page and my stuff. Um, so I'm putting that up finally. Um, the other thing is I did a, a collaboration with Russell, um, the producer that I've been working with, um, and he and I love the song Cupid's Chokehold. Um, but the, like, Gym Class Heroes one, do you know what I'm talking about? Is that from, like, the 2000s? Yes. Yeah, it was, like, 2006. Okay, um, okay yeah. I, I, it was, like, the original song was Breakfast in America, and then they, like, sampled it, and they did the, take a look at my girlfriend. She's the only one I got, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. remember that one? Um, so we are do we did a cover of that song um, as a collaboration, and that's going up this Friday. <laughs> nice. Yeah, but I haven't even announced it yet. I'm just going to post it and be like, hey, everybody, mm -hmm. here it is. Check it out. So that's cool. And then uh, my next single, single, For Real, For Real, is coming out on May 28th, and it's called Movement. And by now, I probably would have announced it so people can, like, wait to hear it at midnight. <laughs> so I'm really excited. Um, but, yeah, I've been working on this one for about a year, uh, just like Inertia. We, I started this one, actually, in March of last year, um, right before the pandemic. Uh, and Tyler and I made this demo for it, and we spent, like, 
a whole day just like in the studio drinking like copious amounts of coffee like not really eating anything and just like trying to like I don't know like what's the expression like uh, pound through the song not pound through but you know what I mean mm -hmm. just trying to get it done with because I had all of these ideas and I was like I know if we get away from it like I'm gonna forget or we're not gonna add them or whatever the case may be like I just wanna lay everything down and I really really wanted to be productive that day because we had a lot of sessions before that where we would like sit and then start something and then like you know we maybe wouldn't have any ideas and we'd just like push it off and then not get to it so I was really determined to like finish all in one day and we made this demo and like in the demo I'm like we start out like and he's recording my vocals and I just turned to him and I was like I'm so anxious and he recorded it mm -hmm. and I was like we have to keep that in that's yeah. the funniest thing in the world so <laughs> the song starts with that um, and it's just like a really fun um, we made the demo and then I, I we sat on it for like a year and like didn't know what to do and you know we weren't recording it and then Bloom came along and we just got like a whole other catalog of songs that we started working on and we ended up pushing it off and then Russell heard it and he was like, oh, I know exactly what you're going for. And then made this like really neat pop disco kind of groovy track. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, this is what I was imagining in my head, like perfect. So I laid the vocals down and we got it done within like two weeks. Like it was like so fast. Um, and so now I'm like, yes, finally. Um, it's, you know, it took a year, but here we are. Um, and it's uh, coming out, yeah, like I said, May 28th. And I have a call with a director tonight for a video treatment for it. So that will hopefully be out after the single sometime soon. So stay tuned for that. Um, and then I also have my EP coming out. Nice. Do you, for the music video, do you have like a concept for it? Or is that what the call is about to kind of kick ideas around? Yeah, I have a we have a concept. He sent me um, a PowerPoint like video treatment last night that I really really dug. So I think we're just gonna go into specifics, but I don't want to give it away because okay, I want enough. people to watch it and like it. <laughs> but uh, I'm excited. Like it's gonna be very different from my other two, but still uh, still fun and cool and hopefully unique. That's really cool, and I'm sure making music videos during COVID is probably a whole challenge within itself. Not as much as you would think. Um, so I was, um, oh, sorry. <laughs> One of the parents texted me from uh, my students. Um, yeah, I had, um, I had wanted to do a video for Bloom and um, I reached out to um, this like mutual friend that I had who worked on a video for another friend of mine um, and was like, hey, I really love the work you did. Like, it would be really dope if we could, you know, if you were interested, maybe we could do a video together. And he was like, well, you know, we have to, like, figure out how we're going to do locations and stuff and, like, how many people we can have on set because there's, like, certain rules and stuff. Um, but he's um, he owns his own, like, film company, so he kind of knows, like, all of what's required for, especially with, like, the guidelines that are being set now. So we were like, well, we can't really have, like, a cast, which is fine, because I wasn't looking to anyway for Bloom. And he wrote up, like, a little video treatment idea. And um, it was basically just that we got three different locations. Uh, the first location was actually somebody's home, um, but it was, like, their apartment in Philly. And um, it was beautiful. And actually, I didn't know people did this, but people actually will 
live in these really, really like beautiful apartments or homes or whatever. They have like this really amazing decor and like it, it looks like something out of a movie. And they will rent it out to like film studios and cinematographers to use as for a movie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, this I didn't know that before I did this. Um, maybe that was like an industry given, but that was me learning it for the first time. Um, and she, this uh, woman that we we used her apartment. She had like ugh, the most beautiful home I've literally ever seen in my life. I was like, oh my god, like, what can I offer you <laughs> to have this house? Like, ridiculous. So we shot there first. She had like a whole setup and like a beautiful grand piano and like um, these like beautiful curtains and like one of those canopy beds. Hmm. Um, you can see it like at the start of the video. Like I look like I'm laying in this like. Grecian, beautiful, goddess-like mm -hmm. bed, and it's just like this woman gets to live here. Like that's crazy. <laughs> um, so we shot there for the day, and then we went to another studio, like right down, or a studio studio, like right down the street, um, and we shot there for the scenes of me like running through the fabric, and that was all in one day. It was like a ten-hour shoot, and then, or maybe it was like twelve hours actually, because um, we started early. But then. Uh, we had one more thing to film, like the scenes of me with my like hair and the little pineapple buns. Um, and luckily, um, Chris, the director, has his own private studio, so he was just like, "Come on over," and you know, it was like no big deal. Um, and it was just me, him, and um, the makeup artist Nicolette, and that was like a really easy shoot because we didn't have to like really set anything up. Like he just kind of had um, some cool backdrops and the lighting and gear there, so he just did everything himself and. That was only like a few hours, and then, um, yeah, that was pretty much it. So we didn't have anything like complex, mm -hmm. and getting the crew out for the first two scenes like wasn't bad. Everybody had to wear masks. Um, the woman who owned the place, like she, um, she fed us. She like gave us coffee and stuff. That was really nice. Um, but she had a mask on the whole time, and um, you know everybody was super socially distanced. We had to sanitize in between scenes. So like, we would finish up a scene, and then in between like looks, like makeup looks, scenes, and like anything else, I would have my mask on. They would all have their masks on the whole time, like sanitizing everything, um, making sure that, you know, just we had things covered so that we couldn't touch them. Um, so like we, everybody was really, really super careful because we didn't want to be unsafe or anything. Um, also, I think everybody got tested beforehand too. I, I was tested the week before. The makeup artist had been tested. Um, I I don't, I don't know about like the gaffer, you know, everybody else, but you know, everybody had been really safe and socially distanced, so we made it work. Mm -hmm. um, now filming is going to be a lot easier because, at least for myself, like I'm vaccinated, so I'm not too worried. But you know, I'm sure everybody's still going to have to follow the regulations as they're set, um, you know, with wearing masks and depending on our locations and stuff. But um, I thought it would be like an impossible task, and I think probably toward the beginning of the pandemic it really was, but we filmed in August and like early September, so things were kind of starting to be a little bit less like crazy and confusing, so we were able to make it work. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. Um, yeah. and do you know about how long after the um, the single comes out you think you'll have the video? Um, I don't know that yet, but... I am hoping soon. Um, we should be filming in the next few weeks, actually. So okay. um, we'll have that shot before the single comes out. So it's going to come out after the single's out, but I don't anticipate that it will be too long. But I don't want to say a date yet because I don't actually know. We haven't even filmed it yet. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, soon, soon, definitely soon. Very cool. And what does the uh, rest of the year look like after the EP comes out? Or have you not thought that far in advance? 
Oh my god, I've thought through like until October, like I'm ready. Um, so, um, so for like me personally, I mean, I, I have like a ton of uh, gigs that I'm planning on playing this summer. Um, but I will be like advertising if I have any original ones. I don't have anything planned in that arena yet, just because I have like a whole live show that I really want to do. Like, I have a whole kind of idea for how I want to execute it. I don't want to just be playing like an acoustic show for like a very clearly produced pop album. Like it doesn't make sense or EP, I should say. Um, that doesn't make sense. I don't mind doing like an acoustic show here and there, but I just feel like it is like so weird to be like, hey, like, yeah, check out my music, and then you go and you're like, wow, there's synths in here that I never heard in her live performance of that. Like interesting choice. <laughs> so I'd like to, um, you know, I'd like to get some band members. Um, it's been kind of hard asking anybody about anything because I don't really know what's happening like everything's so up in the air but um, I'd like to be able to like at least play one big show like with all of the songs on the EP um, before the end of the year like that's kind of a big goal of mine because I really really want to start um, you know getting that band together and getting the whole setup and um, I'd love to use tracks and the whole ordeal so you know figuring that out um, is a big priority um, and then I have the EP coming out this summer, and um, I have other things planned after the EP too, but I don't want to get into what they are because I feel like that ruins the fun, okay. but I've just been working a ton with Tyler and Russell. Like, we just will sit down and come up with a trillion different ideas, and um, especially Russell. Like, I don't know how... We, we were talking about how it's so hard for us to be creative sometimes. It's all he does all day, and I just... I blows my mind like like he does that's it's it he's like I watch new girl and I make songs and he'll send me something and he'll be like what do you think and it's a fully written song and I'm like hey uh hey buddy when did you do this he's like today <laughs> I'm like all of it and he's like yeah I just had this idea and I'm like okay so I have like a ton of stuff that like I'm just constantly cycling back and forth on with Russell so I guarantee like before the end of the year I will have a whole slew <laughs> of more songs. Um, but yeah, there is already stuff planned post-EP. So that'll be announced in due time. But um, just a lot of like music. I, I finally kind of am in a place where I am able to write and record like pretty consistently and not have to worry about, you know, if I can make a, a studio date, like no worries, I'll just record from home or, you know, I'll, I'll figure something out on that end so yeah it's it's been a year of navigating I think but now I'm kind of finally at a point where I'm like okay I, I get what I'm supposed to do here and how I can go about or go around an issue that I'm running into mm -hmm. well you know I'm, I'll keep a lookout for when you're playing shows because I would like to come and see you we're not too far away from each other I don't think no we're not and actually um well, I don't want to jinx it, but um, I might be moving out like pr pretty soon. So I am going to be living more South Jersey. And I think you're in Pennsylvania, right? Yeah, I'm like, uh, I'm in New Hope. So it's like. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. So you're not too far, actually. You know where Lambertville is in New Jersey? We're like yeah. right there. Um, we're in South Jersey because we're actually thinking about moving to South Jersey. Really? Yeah. Uh, it's in Lumberton. Okay. I'm not sure yeah. where that is. We're. We're in like house buying mode, so we might we're looking at Cherry Hill right oh. now. Oh, that's yes, same nearby. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. 
Cool. How far is that from you guys? Uh, I want to say like 40 minutes, maybe. That's not bad. Yeah. Yes, I mean, I work from home, so it doesn't really matter where I am. And True. my wife, it would be the same distance from her job either place. So. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. Why, why are you looking to move to South Jersey? What what prompted this? Well, we're renting right now, and we uh, <laughs> our rent is like more than what a mortgage would be. <laughs> oh, wow. So, um, and you know, we're... We like to settle down, have our own place. Um, we don't have a yard right now. Um, and, you know, we want something a little bit more permanent and something that we can kind of, like, customize and, like, grow into over time. Totally. Uh, I would like a place to, like, build out a better studio space. Um, and, yeah, just for, for a number of reasons. But, you know, having something to own, it would be a good investment. Um, and it would, it would save us money, too. <laughs> True. Yeah. It's good. I, I have a friend who's actually looking um, to move out right now. He just put his uh, put his house up on the market um, to sell his current one. And he's like, you know, trying to house hunt and uh, he just got engaged. So it's like a big transitional period in mm-hmm. his life. And I'm like, oh, my God, like this is <laughs> I've we've been my friend and I have been wanting to live together since college. Um, like we would hang out at each other's places every day after class. Um, our junior and senior year and we were just like you know what like let's just get a house together and we've been house hunting since um like late december and it's been impossible like we can't find anything mm-hmm. um and finally like today we just got the call like i literally today yeah. this morning she was like we got it so um i'm heading over there tomorrow to sign the lease agreement oh, cool. um but, you know, obviously I'm like, until it's signed, like nothing's real. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that's why I'm like, I don't want to jinx it. But, um, but yeah, we're, we're so excited. Um, it's a townhouse, but like we're just like we've been trying to move mm-hmm. forever. And it's been such a search and such a journey and so many times where we've like seen a place that we loved. And we were like, oh, my God, this is it. And we send in the application. And they're like, we, they took someone else. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, the market's crazy right now. Um, and like it's another nuts. thing too, like where we live right now, if it's, it's so expensive here, like we were thinking about buying a house around here, but like, there's nothing, I mean, we could afford to live here, but it would, we would either be like spending all our money or it would be like a little shack, you know? Yeah, true. I think Jersey is good too, because you're like, you live in like, you know, I, I'm assuming the suburb, Cherry Hill has like sub- suburbanite yeah. energy. So you're kind of, you know, suburb living, nice and quiet, relaxed. And then you're not far from the city, yeah. you know, either city. Right, right. Um, so it, I think it's always nice. I feel like for me personally, I, I really wanted to move to New York for a period of time, yeah, especially when I was working in New York. And I was like, this would be so cool. And I have friends in New York. And like the first thing that kind of got me second guessing it was the amount that they were paying in rent. Like <laughs> they were like, you know, it's 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 crazy. I have like one bathroom and like half a bedroom and I'm paying like 3000 a yeah. month. I'm like, no, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Um, but then the other thing was like once the pandemic hit and everybody was moving out, I was like, you know, what am I even going to do in the city? Like I'll be living in this like small little place and then – Right. Like for what? Like where can I go? Like mm-hmm. I can't leave it. <laughs> that sucks. So I was like, let me just rethink. Like I think I could get something bigger and for cheaper here, 100%. where I currently live, and I don't have to like change too much. Right. So. And then and you know, like we we were originally thinking of moving to like Hoboken or something like that, um, 
just to be close to the city. And then we were like, well, if we spend all our money in like housing, we're not even going to be able to enjoy the city. Right. Exactly. <laughs> also, it's very expensive there. Oh, yeah. Like a little too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's I have a, a friend that lives in Jersey City. Yeah, it's outrageous. And she has, she has like, she has a great place. Like, I love her apartment. I think she's since moved. Actually, she, I haven't seen her in like a year and a half because you know, pandemic. But, mm-hmm. um, but when I did go to visit her, I remember her telling me how much she was paying in rent for like the apartment that she did have, and I was like, dude. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing for work to afford this? this right, is crazy. right. That, that's, like the, that's like the what big millennial game. It's like, what did my friends do to maintain their lifestyle? Yes. <laughs> oh my God. I'm like, listen, I know I'm a musician, but like, what did you do? Yeah. How did you get? Like, what? What was the secret? <laughs> did mom and dad put the down payment on the house? Uh, they did not. No. No, no. I mean, like, for for people, oh, you're oh. trying to figure out like how they're how they're living. Yeah. How did you get help? Was it mom? Yeah. Was it dad? Did your parents for this? Yeah. Are you just wildly yeah. in debt? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I definitely, uh, I definitely see that all the time. I, I think my, I've been very fortunate to have parents who have been very supportive and like mm-hmm. in no rush for me to leave. So, I mean, that's kind of like, <laughs> that's like kind of something that is, you know, a conversation now. I like called my mom this morning and I was like, Hey, like we got it. And she was like, Oh, so you're leaving. Like yeah. we love you. Don't leave. <laughs> I was like, Oh no. Mom's um, gonna be so mom's going to be moms, but <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not moving to another state. I'm still here. So mm-hmm. she can come visit. I'm sure she will too. I have to see my cat, mm-hmm. you know, you're not taking the cat. I'd like to take the cat, but we'll see. I don't know. The thing is he loves my family. Mm-hmm. Like, he especially my mom like he's my cat but like he loves my mom mm-hmm. like she's hands down his favorite he's always making biscuits on her he's mm-hmm. always snuggling with her like he adores her and then with me I'm like come touch me and he's like no so I'm like all right no problem so I feel like if I, I feel like if I took him it would break everybody's heart mm-hmm. and I just I don't know I'm it's like tough. at a weird crossroads with it but we'll see but um but I mean, I'm gonna see her. I'm I'm not gonna be too far. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am uh, so glad, like I was able to find something with everything going on. Like you were saying, the housing market is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're playing, oh, well, I'll, I'll just we're friends on Instagram. I, if you post up a show or something, I'll try and make it out. Um, now yeah, that I'll totally, be vaccinated totally. and everything, you know, I would Yay! like to see you play. Yeah, absolutely. That's getting nice out. Like we we love to go do stuff. So like. Yes, oh, I'm excited for the weather to finally be warm and summer and beautiful. Like I'm just so excited to be outside. I love to hike, so like that's something I'm really looking forward to be able, being able to do mm-hmm. now that summer's on its way. All right, cool. Well, I don't want to keep you too much later. I'm sure you have stuff to do. Um, why don't Why don't we start wrapping up? And can you tell everyone where they can find you on social media? Where you like to hang totally. out in your handles? Yes. So you can find me on sofmusic.com. That's kind of like, you know, the hub for it all. That's my official website. But if you don't care about visiting my website for some reason, um, you can find me on social media at music by Soph. Um, and Soph is just S-O-F. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm everywhere. I think the only platform that it's not that on is um, TikTok, because Music by Soph was taken tragically. So it's TikToks by Soph. Um, but I'm not very consistent. Like, I'm trying to be consistent with TikTok, but I can always do better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you want to see my antics, you can go check me out on there. And um, on YouTube, you can just visit me at uh, Soph Music TV, because um, Music by Soph was not an option. But if you search up 
my name and any of my songs, I pop up. I, I just got my official artist channel from YouTube oh, nice. over the weekend. So, like, when you search me, that's, like, the official so. Nice. How, Very how did exciting. you get that? Do you need, like, certain, like, metrics before they give you a, a, an artist channel? I thought that, and then um, I realized I, I used to, uh, TuneCore as my distributor, mm -hmm. and I, I went on TuneCore, and it was like, claim your official artist channel. And I was like, oh, this was here this whole time. Oh. I could have just done that, so <laughs> <laughs> I did that. <laughs> I'm going to have to look into that. Yeah. Yeah, you can just claim it. Um, but yeah, it was, it, was, uh, it was cool. I'm excited. Now if you search me, you'll find me. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm at on everything. And I have new music coming, like a lot of new music. So check out my Spotify. And um, Spotify sucks. Like if you search up Soph, there's like a thousand. So yeah. just search up like Soph Inertia or like Soph Bloom or mm -hmm. whatever, and then you'll find me. Uh, if you have a pre-save link, um, we can do this later. But when you get a pre-save link, send it over and I'll put it in the show notes and everything. I can't do a pre-save link. Isn't that the worst? Really? Yeah, because um, so... You can do it through, I think, DistroKid, but TuneCore only offers pre-saves through iTunes. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, and, like, I don't know how to get a link. Like, if you use, like, the URI, like, it doesn't give you the song URI. It only gives you your artist URI. So you can't, like, share hmm. it anywhere or, like, go to a different, like, website to make a pre-save link. So I don't know. But it's okay. I'm going to figure out pre-saves for the EP for sure. But for the single, I'm just going to be like, here it is. Have it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. But um, I will send you the song if you want to jam to it beforehand. Oh, yeah. Please do. I'd love to hear it. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Cool. Well, I'm going to jump off. I'll let you go as well. Um, okay. Thank you again for doing this. I mean, we could go on talking for hours, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I appreciate you doing this. I'm looking forward to hearing the new music. Thank you so much. I'm so excited for you to hear it. And uh, yeah, thank you again for having me. I really appreciate it. You got it. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks for tuning in and listening to another episode of About to Drop. For more info, please go to our page, www.vertigomusic, that's V-R-T-I-G-O music.com forward slash podcast. And make sure to follow and subscribe to us on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. Thanks and see you soon.